Welcome back. Welcome back to Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode 136. May the fourth be with you. Why, why did you like half sing that? I don't know. 136. May that the, part? May the fourth. Yeah. May, may the fourth. May the fourth be with you. Which just kind of sounds like a Jedi with a lisp. Fourth. May the fourth be with you. Fourth be with you. Yeah. That was mean. We're making fun of lisp people. I was about to say lisp people. I love people with a lisp. I love it. Case, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I think I'm good. I don't know. Weather's been pretty, like, it's pretty dismal. I I need some sunshine soon. I feel like it's been rainy a lot, which I know. April showers, but we're into May now. So let's bring those flowers. And um, we have exciting news. Jack and I applied for a show. It's a new reality show. We won't get into it too much, but we had to make a video and that was really fun. And so send out all your good vibes so we get on the show. Because it would be cool. It would be cool. Wow. So much enthusiasm. How are you, Jack? I'm good. Um, I have an amazing story to tell. Tell? That I had probably one of the greatest moments of my life this past weekend. Yes, you did. I went out with one of my friends to go see a comedian. His name's Danny Lopriori. Not a big name, so to say, Yet. but... But listen to his podcast for a while with your person that you love saying his name so much. Uh, Joe? Yep. What's, what's the last name? Sena Set Setagago. Seta Santa Setago. You're, you, I know I put in an extra syllable or something, don't I? Say it. Sanagato. Sanagato. Because it's almost Santiago. A lot of people make that mistake. I'm just going to call him that, Santiago. Okay. No, uh, that's not fair. That's not his name, and I have to learn how to say it. Senegago. Senegado. Santiago. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. My brain doesn't work the way I'm dyslexic. That's okay. Just undiagnosed. Self-diagnosed. Uh, so uh, he was playing at the Royal Theater in Toronto. Uh, it took probably the worst Uber ride ever. It was supposed to be 40 minutes, and the guy made so many mistakes that it added 20 minutes. Eek. So we walk in late to the show. Luckily, there was like two openers before. And when we walked in, it was just like the host was doing his thing. And as we went to go sit down, he yelled at me and he was like, sit down, mullet. Oh, yes. So I was immediately and we were front row center. So we were we were in the action. Yeah. Uh, two other guys went up. Tony, Tony D comedy was his name. And then there's another guy, Max, that they're all on tour like together. OK, they're both pretty funny. They had some some good like bits and good like warm up. And then it le- led into the headliner, which was which was Danny. And uh, he had some some bit about, you know, bigger guys having to wash their butt. It's a lot more difficult. Now, I just was sitting in the front row and I just somehow just let out like a yeah. But it was like louder than everyone else. Yeah. So he's like, ah, you got me. And then he walked up, walked to the edge of the stage and gave me a fist bump. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that was awesome. That was such a like cool. we had a moment yeah. together. Um, then towards the end of the show, he's a big mental health advocate. So he's talking about, you know, what, um, who's out there that's like not doing what they want to do. And again, I just happen to be the loudest one sitting in the front row. So he starts talking to me, which first I thought I was going to get roasted because he was like, what do you want to do? And I didn't know he was talking to me because like we had our interaction. I thought he would want to, you know, spread the love. Yeah. um, I was like, who me? And he looks at me. He's like, who the fuck else am I talking to? <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. And then we had a back and forth. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not doing what I want to do. I want to do this and that. And then he's like, like, what's stopping you? And I just paused for a second. And it was the only answer I could think of. And I was just like myself. Mm-hmm. And the whole crowd just goes, oh, so in a moment, this is I can only describe what I remember, which was him getting off the stage. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember anything, but I have a video of him sitting in my lap. And to be fair, this is like 600 pound of men together, just embracing each other. And he's whispering in my ear, holding the mic, just saying like, I believe in you. Everybody in this crowd believes in you. Like we love you. And the whole crowd cheers. And luckily the girl sitting behind say, me yeah. is taking a video of this and gives me her phone. Is like, Hey, send this to yourself. Like this is such a cool moment for sure. And like, I just kind of blacked out while he's sitting on top of me outside of all I can remember is he smelt nice. Right. That's good. Yeah. It's always a compliment. And then um, towards the end, of, or it was earlier in the show, but Joe Sanagato, who New York based guy was also there, but not performing. He was just there to support oh, okay. his friend. 
and I saw him like on the side of the stage, but it was while one of the other performers were up and me and my buddy that were there, like fo- I followed him for a while and I just saw him standing there, but I recognized, I think it was his girlfriend, saw her first. And then I was like, oh, that kind of looks like I'm like kind of squinting. I'm like, oh my God, that is. But I didn't want to make like a big deal about it Yeah. because then once the show was over, everybody went and like crowded him, Swarmed him. and was like taking pictures with them. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to be... I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. It was cool to see him. Like, he, we were feet away from each other. Yeah. And he has a picture from the show that he put on his Instagram. And I can see in the picture the, like, outline of my head. Oh, fun. So, yeah, that was one of the coolest things that have ever happened oh, to me. Oh, that's so glad. I'm glad you had a good time. And now if I follow my dreams, it's going to be because of him. That's right. Not because of myself. Not self-motivation. No. It's because he gave you the motivation and everybody in that audience is now cheering for you. They're rooting you on. Yeah. So very, very surreal experience. It's very cool. I'm very happy for you. Um, But that brings us to... So, I mean, I'm just... I'm great. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Um, today's episode... As you may have been able to tell from May the 4th, yes. be with you. Uh, Star Wars themed, we've got, you watched Rogue One. Yep. One of your favorite Star Wars movies. I love it. We'll see later how, how important it is to you. Okay. And I watched season three of Mandalorian. I'd already watched six out of the eight episodes before taking notes. So I decided to throw a little wrinkle to what I usually do. Because usually it's just like, I'm going to go through the plot and everything. But yeah. this, I did, I wanted to keep track of the information of like the episodes uh they keep track of the show in chapters who directed it what the episode's called and then just like a couple note couple yeah. notes from the episode and then i gave each episode a rating nice that's a fun thing mm-hmm. so i wanted to i wanted to keep it keep it fresh gave my overall thoughts at the end i like it and then we have a star wars draft i know i just asked dad before we came up i was like so this is what we're doing what would you take first of course he's like oh i don't know i'd have to think about it so he couldn't really give me an answer but that's hard i i put down i've i made my list in priority order oh okay so i just have to look you you do but i'm gonna now cover it i wouldn't cheat anyway it's not like you could read my writing. I can't. Upside down and that far away? Upside down, that far away, and my writing. Yeah. That's a, that's <laughs> that's a trifecta. A um, sorry, before we get into it, I just want to say a couple things. So this weekend, we have Guardians of the Galaxy coming out and uh, the Dune trailer. Dune uh, 2, part 2 or 2, I don't know how they're call- what they're calling it. The trailer just came out. So I just watched that today. I'm excited that doesn't come out till November, but cool that we're getting a trailer, a little sneak peek. So I just want to quickly say that. Sorry. I guess I could have said that at the end. That's okay. I'm, I I just didn't want to forget. I think now at this point I'm seeing Guardians twice because I, I don't think you're going to make the Friday night 1015 Absolutely showing. Absolutely not. I am going to a book signing at the Eaton Center. On Friday? Yeah. Brianna Wiest. Um, she's awesome. She's just like a what you would call her like I don't want to say philosophy but she's just one of those like she wrote a book called The Mountain Is You and she's like one of these like just really cool people and she's gorgeous too and she just you know motivates you and tells you it's all within and anyways should we live plan to s- that goes we're gonna go see it Sunday right yeah I think so Guardians? well yeah I also have a recital that day at two o'clock so oh, you I are going to-, to that yeah yeah Oh, oh I thought there weren't. I thought there weren't tickets because that was oh. a. Oh yeah, no, no, we have tickets. Yeah, yeah. How long is so it? So we're going to the two o'clock show, so I can go later. Do you, do you sorry? You don't know how long it is, or? No, it'll be like I don't know, three, four hours. It's also about a half hour away, so yeah, I would say like probably three and a half hours. Home by like six ish. We don't have to decide right now though what show we can go to. Uh, they have a seven o'clock. Okay. That's the latest that they have. Yeah, we can, um, so what we could do is get tickets for that just to make sure we have tickets and seats and stuff. And then, um, I'll just take my ticket that way I can just, if I'm running late, I'll just meet you there kind of thing. Be late for a movie. I know. Crazy. I don't like being late for a movie. I don't like being late for anything though. So Yeah. Um, are we doing two separate rock, paper, scissors, or is this rock, paper, scissors, scissors going to decide who goes first for the draft? No, it has to be two separate ones. Okay. 
Let's keep. Let's see if you keep the hot streak. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You went through the trifecta. Know, you went through each each one. Yeah. Uh, finished it with a, a paper beats rock. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go first. All right, go for it, buddy. Mm. No, we no, didn't like that. We don't like buddy. Oh, that's rock. what I used to call you when you were little. Yeah, but like. I, I you can call me buddy. I just don't like it as a general term. Oh, I see. I'm more like I like. I don't know why you tell me that because now you know I'm just gonna. You, you can call me that because oh, you're okay. my mom. That's fine. I don't like. Str- sorry, I should. I don't like strangers calling me that. Oh, okay. I rather like bro or boss or dude. Oh, can I call you all of those? I can just mix it up. Bro, or you can throw a guy in there. Bro, hey, boss. Guy. Bro, boss. Guy, dude. You can call me. You can call me whatever you want. I don't care. I used to call you Bubby when you were little. Hello, Bubby. Like I'm an Asian or Asian uh, Jewish grandmother. I don't know. <laughs> I think they call them bubbies. Well, because it was like Buddy, and then it was just Bubby one day. It's like Meg. Hers is like I used to say Maggie Pegs, then it just became Pegs. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Go. I'm not like ADD <laughs> on like fire today. Go. Uh, my IMC, even though it's not a movie. ITVC. <laughs> uh, my Star Wars challenge. Uh, was the Mandalorian season three uh, from twenty twenty three? Nice. Uh, written and executive producer John Favreau and Dave Filoni. They are our Star Wars kings that will hopefully They're so underrated. Hopefully keep it alive forever. Uh, we are going to start with episode one. So again, the confusing part of this is there's eight episodes, but from season one they've just called it chapters Mm -hmm. so it's episode one but it's also chapter 17 so it's the 17th total episode of the show i understand uh well like that's saying a lot if i understand most people should uh directed by rick famu uh famu iwa wow i had to write it out phonetically famu iwa who directs three episodes of the season okay uh first episode is called the apostate uh so we have the other Mandalorians that we've kind of met met more in season two. They've found a new home. Uh, they tried to recalibrate an old friend from a previous season, which I found out was voiced by Taika Waititi, oh, the nice. IG-11 unit. Yeah. Um, that goes wrong. And because at first, when you first meet him in the show, he's just kind of like neutral and then he becomes good. And then when they bring him back, he's bad. Oh, good, bad. Uh, then... We meet some pirates who are just, you know, they're they're causing a muck mm-hmm. and like just are they being menaces. Yeah, they're trying to like drink in a school, which is just like so illogical. Like they're not gonna have alcohol in the school, but their argument was just like, well, we used to drink here. Mm-hmm. Just not a good argument, right? Um, and we just, you know, in the the format of Star Wars, that they're gonna come back into play at some point. Yeah. And the first episode ends with, um, it's weird to say the mandalorian because they're all mandalorians Mm -hmm. but our mandalorian yes our internet daddy pedro pascal yeah who isn't isn't actually like in the suit most of the time but i wish they didn't tell me that just so ruined it for me uh goes to see bo katan to talk about the minds of mandalore because from the previous season um he did something that made him unpure as a mandalorian yes so he has to find the minds of mandalore um and cleanse himself yes uh so i gave that first episode 8.6 it was just like started out great solid episode yeah uh episode two chapter 18 uh directed by rachel morrison oh my god that's a girl that is possibly oh allegedly okay uh episode two uh properly titled the minds of mandalore uh we get amy sedaris's character she returns she's on tatooine and always fix up fix fixes up mando's ship and Mm -hmm is basically Grogu's aunt, aunt auntie. Yeah. Um, then they go to Mandalore, or Mandalore, Mando goes to Mandalore, and we get the creepy alien cyborg that, like, captures them, and it's, like, General Grievous meets George Lopez's character from Boy and Lava Girl. It is, like, terrifying. One of the creepiest things in, in Star Wars. Uh, Bo-Katan goes on a rescue mission, and uh, there is bathing in the living waters to restore your status as a Mandalorian. Yes. And then there's another little rescue mission at the very end. Yes. I uh, gave it one 8.2. Okay. Still solid, but just a little, I don't want to say lacking, but it kind of became like the theme of this season of like our great hero 
kind of has to get saved a lot. Right, right. Um, episode 3, Chapter 19, directed by Lee Isaac Chung, uh, titled The Convert. And this one was is probably the hardest episode to watch. So the beginning is a TIE fighter attack that uh, Bo-Katan and Mando, uh, they're attacked on her home planet, I guess, wherever her basically castle is. And the intro is them kind of fighting off TIE fighters. And then title credits start and we go to a completely different story. So we're going back to the scientist doctor from season one who was trying to extract um, some kind of gene or something from Grogu. Grogu. Um, And the whole story is about him. And this girl that was formerly in the Empire who may or may not be bad. um, But then there is a double crossing lobotomy just a boring episode Mm -hmm. and then at the end mando and Bo go back to the other mandalorians and bring back proof that they went to the living waters right which no one believes until the armor armor i think they call her Mm -hmm. uh pours the water into where they forge all their uh beskar and it's true it's true that they went to the living waters and have simultaneously both bathed themselves and returned their Mandalorian status. Yes. Which Bo-Katan does not care about. She, no. Because uh, mostly removing her helmet is pretty much the only the only thing they talk about. And she'll take it off all the time. All the but time. after, it's more in episode four. But once, after she goes in the water, she doesn't take her helmet off. But it's just kind of like it wasn't intentional until they bring it up to her of mm-hmm. like, well, have you taken your helmet off? She's like, no. Well, then you're good. You're, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that episode was a three. Yeah. And three might be generous. Like, it yeah. was just, it wasn't anything wrong with the episode itself, but it's kind of like, it's the problem Boba Fett ran into where it's just kind of like, uh, what do we do? It's mm-hmm. the Ted Lasso episode where they go, Coach Beard is on his little journey. It's a side episode. It's something where you try to take a very unique take, which I respect. You got to, swing for the fences sometime it's just something that didn't land with us right yeah um episode four chapter 20 uh the foundling directed by carl weathers Mm -hmm. it was just kind of in and out of the season quite a bit um we start off by grogu fighting off with the newest mandalorian who was who got his helmet in one of the first couple of episodes they kind of have their back and forth little fight grogu uses the force to uh win kind of like a duel sort of thing then this kid gets snatched by like a pterodactyl looking thing and then does it really does really smart like he the pterodactyl thing flies into the mandalorians like like they can't fly anymore because their juice is out or whatever their gas yeah um then we go into the backstory of grogu during order 66 because i think that's a question everybody watching this and has like more like big Star Wars nerds that have been watching this thinking, okay, well, how did he survive? Yeah. Like, he was training with the Jedi. They've mentioned that before, but how did he survive? Mm-hmm. So they go back and they show us this story, which is a great um, a great real-life story of Ahmed Best, who originally played Jar Jar Binks, played another character, I believe, in an animated series, and comes back as the Jedi that actually saves Grogu. Mm-hmm. I don't think they don't really show what happens to him. So that's maybe a, a story that they can tell in a show like Ahsoka. Um, then Bo-Katan kind of accepts the the Mandalorian way. This this is the way. Um, then at the end, they get some some new pterodactyl recruits. Mm-hmm. So that's that was a, a fun ending yeah. for what it could have been. Uh, again, solid 8.4. Okay. Uh, episode five. Chapter 21, The Pirate. Again, The Pirate. Yeah. The Pirates are coming back. Uh, directed by Peter Ramsey. Uh, there is a pirate invasion on Navarro, which is where Carl Weathers now lives. He's mm-hmm. the leader of this free nation. Yes. Free country, whatever you want to call it. Um, they also have uh, Paul, Sung Hun- Paul Sun Hyung Lee, who is, uh, if anybody watched Kim- Kim's Convenience, he was Appa, the mm-hmm. father. Um and I saw him once at a Blue Jay game. Nice. But I, but I didn't go say hi to him because I didn't want people to bother Draw him. attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
he goes to the New Republic to say this country or planet, country, I don't know why I keep saying that. This planet's getting attacked by these pirates. Like, you need, we need to go help. Like, as the New Republic, we need to go help. And it turns out it's Tim Meadows, who's his boss. Yeah. And he kind of just says, well, you know, they haven't signed on to be a part of the New Republic. So, sorry. Yeah. Nothing we can really do. Um, and then the new Empire girl is also, or the old Empire girl, she's, there's no way she's bad. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's like written all over. Might as well be tattooed on her forehead. Yeah. Um, so then they're worried about the rise of the new empire. Um, all the Mandalorians go to help after some some rousing speeches back and forth. Um, but then the one pirate escapes, which is something you think would come back in the show. But I'll just tell you right now, it doesn't. Yeah. This guy survives. Or he, he sneaks away. They call him a coward. But maybe that's for, for season four. Yeah. Um, then... Uh, Bo-Katan is set up to be, um, she will bring all of the tribes together. So basically the helmet wearers versus the non-helmet wearers. Mm-hmm. She's going to bring all of them together and restore the glory of the Mandalorian. Yes. And then at the very, very end, uh, I can't remember. It was Teva, Captain Teva, something like that, which was uh, Paul Sung Hyung Lee, is checking out a disturbance that happened. And it was a, not a police escort, but whatever they would call it. A prisoner was getting transported and the ship got attacked. There's no proof of what actually happened. And then once he calls back to the head or the office of like, oh, what ship was this? And they say, oh, this is the ship that had Moff Gideon. Mm. For those who remember, Moff Gideon played by Giancarlo Esposito, which I believe is how you say it. Oh, okay. Um, So he escaped. Of course. Because it's Star Wars. You got to have a great villain. Um. This episode was incredible. That's a that's a nine out of ten. Nice, wow. Uh, which brings us to episode six, chapter twenty-two, "Guns for Hire," which to me was just the most like, it's weird to say throwback in a show that's in the third season, but it just felt like an episode that was, that was the first season again, mm-hmm. the excitement of that first season, uh, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Nice. I didn't know that. That's exciting. Uh, it starts off with Mandalorians destroying this mini Romeo and Juliet love story. And it's Bo-Katan's former, former crew that she's let someone else take over while she's with the other Mandalorians. And it kind of seems they're more, they're more for hire than for what's right. Right. Whoever's yeah. paying us is what they're going to do. Yep. Um, then it's Mando and it's Bo-Katan. They go on this planet and... They meet two people, two leaders of a planet. Um, I just wrote, it's about damn time for Kung Fu Panda. Um, <laughs> do that with what you will. Those are the two people leading this country. Um, also, Christopher Lloyd is in this episode. Doc from uh, Back to the Future. Their whole job is to investigate and figure out what's going on with mon- malfunctioning robots, especially a bunch of them used to be a part of the Empire, Sith, bad guys. They were bad guys before. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the best part of the episode is, uh, Mando's trying to like distract the droids and he's kind of like hitting them and Bo-Katan's just trying to talk to this droid to figure out what's going on. And he's just like bothering them. And finally he like knocks one over and this thing gets up and just bitch slaps him. It's one of the best scenes ever. Yeah, yeah. And, um... Then it kind of has this like Scooby Doo ending. Oh, okay. Where they the only thing they didn't do was like pull a mask off of someone. Yeah. So it bumped it down a bit. So I gave it an eight point eight. Okay. But it was like you could have put this episode in season one and it would have just fit completely. Yeah. Uh, then we get to episode seven, chapter twenty three. Again, uh, Rick Famu Famu Iwa comes back. Uh, episode titled "The Spies," which. Uh, Moff Gideon talks to the Empire Girl, which <laughs> who could have seen this coming? What? She's actually a bad guy. No, still. come on. Very shocking. Um, we bring together the helmet versus the non-helmet Mandalorians to try to work together at least. Um, IG-11, who was voiced by Taika Waititi, has now been restored and is not IG-11. Now it's IG-12, which Carl Weathers and probably not Carl Weathers, but he, him and his country planet um created ig12 
and get Grogu inside of it. So oh, okay. he's yeah. controlling the yeah. robot, which he has buttons just that say yes and no. <laughs> so he uses that how a child would. Yeah. Uh, so then we go back to Mandalore. We find out a very interesting part of the Darksaber, which has been handed off at this point. I don't want to say who has it, but we learn how it got in possession before. I'll just say that. Uh, then a classic Star Wars. It's a trap. Someone gets captured. And then I don't... I'm sure this has happened in Star Wars, but I couldn't think of it to this extent. One of the most like devastating sacrifices mm. that someone makes for for the greater good but it was just like it was one of those it was super dramatic of like come on like we need to go and then they just like shut a door so that they just kind of said like you go yeah i'm gonna stay yeah um i I will say that the episode or the season for me lost a lot of steam towards the end right so episode seven gets a 7.6 right uh, which leads us into the final episode, episode eight, chapter 24. Again, Rick Famu- Famuiwa. Um, I hope I'm getting better at that. <laughs> uh, episode titled The Return, in which uh, I'll just say IG-12, it's Grogu. There is a rescue mission for the person captured. Uh, Mandalorians pull a very smart move of taking everyone off of their ship and basically just using it as a decoy. Mm-hmm. Um there is a very nice redemption arc for a character that you think is a jerk the whole time, similar to Laura Dern in, I think it was The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, one of those two. Um, uh, there is a great sequence of opening shield doors, or it's kind of like similar to episode one of The Phantom Menace, where there's the like red stuff that you can't go through, but it's not like a closed door. Okay. Like, you can still see through it. So there's a very... Um, great fight sequence um we find out there are possible force wielding clones mm-hmm. being created um there are red uh, red guards they have a more specific name that i didn't want to write down which was emperor palpatine's protection um for a while in the star wars universe uh bo katan fights off with moff gideon there is a crash landing a firebender which then leads us to the end of a new marshal being brought to Navarro, Carl Weathers' planet, and a very good setup for season four of an independent contractor. Okay. I mean, you could guess who it is, but I'll just, I'll leave that ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. Um, so overall, very roller coaster season. It started off really well. That one episode was very bad. And then five and six brought it back up. And then seven and eight kind of, leveled out a bit especially the last episode was maybe 30 minutes like it just oh okay it just felt very rushed Mm -hmm. and i would say out of the three seasons i would say it's better than the second season but nowhere close to the first yeah the first Uh, season was so good um so yeah rushed in the ending so season four is in the works but what direction do we go like do we can pascal take his helmet off can <laughs> no, we get he, that he can't no but I then think... he's gonna have to bathe in the living waters okay again. just like move there so you can take it off all the time uh so which direction do we go i think the setup and the ending that we had could bring us something closer because season one was a lot of interconnected or disconnected stories that come together at the end season two kind of piggybacked off of season one of like kind of bringing back characters from season one um so it feels like what they've done to set up season four because the way they did it was ambiguous enough that there's a lot of leeway with what they can do so i'm i'm confident in john favreau and dave filoni that they will come up with something great i just i do hope it's not as rushed because the eight ep- episodes isn't a problem, but just give yourself time within episodes yeah. to really explore stories. Right, right. Nice. So, yeah, Mandalorian season three. Excellent. Um, I watched Rogue One, like Jack said. It's from 2016. Um, it got the audience score was 87. Critics was 84. So it's fine. Um, directed by Gareth Edwards. The cast is Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Donnie Yen, I think, Forrest Whitaker, uh, Riz Ahmed. Ahmed? Uh, yeah, it'd either be Ahmed or Ahmed. I think it's Ahmed, though. 
That's what I don't know. Mads Milkus Mads Milkinson Milkson. Mickelson. Mickelson. Wow. And Jimmy Smith's some others too but those are your main ones um in a time of conflict a group of unlikely heroes work together on a mission to steal the plans for the death star so this is happening before yep before new hope before new hope revenge of the sith yeah so the empire is in control but um the death star is not yet operational okay so the movie starts with a long time ago in a galaxy far far away but then you know how it does that up the screen but it stops it just does that part and then we just like cut to the movie we don't have a whole like story that that was, we... it's a good little touch of like this is star wars this is something you should be used to but, but this is its own story yeah which i really liked so it starts with um an imperial ship lands um near the house of galen and lyra and their daughter, Jen. So Jen is uh, Felicity Jones. Lyra calls uh, Saw Sa- oh, Sa- Guerrera. Guerrera. And that's played by Forrest Whitaker. I'm going to use their actual, not their real names. I'm just going to use the names in the thing. Um, and what she says on the phone is, he's come for us. And then Galen says bye to his daughter. And he calls her Stardust, which may come back later but he's like stardust is his little nickname and Jin and the mom run but then the mom kind of stops and's like hands her this necklace and says trust the force and then she goes and hides and then saw Guerrero like ends up getting her and then raises her for like 15 or 16 years or something so then we so that all happens and she's just a kid right so then we go 15 years later and Jin is in like a jail she's super feisty and they're then transferring her and the rebel so they're transferring her in a truck and the rebel force breaks in and and frees them but she just starts fighting everybody and then she goes to jump out of the truck and this uh what is it k280 or something i can't even remember the name of it now just like grabs her and just like knocks her to the ground. Um, so she then gets questioned uh, about her dad and saw Guerrera um, by the rebels, by the rebellion. And, but she doesn't really know a lot. Uh, they do know that um, Riz Ahmed, his name is Bodhi in the, um, he's a pilot for the Empire and he's actually defected and he's trying to go to the rebels. But of course, nobody's going to trust that, right? Like, you have to be careful with that kind of stuff. Uh, K- K2SO. K2SO. Who is uh, Alan Tudyk and is yeah. probably the best part of the movie. This <laughs> is really good. I love it. Don't even. Don't knock this movie, man. I love it. I'm not. I, I, I like it. this movie. He's, he's, sorry, I shouldn't say the best part. He's yeah. the comedic relief of the movie. He's just funny and it's. Maybe sad. Um, and then... Well, if anybody knows what happened, like, in Star Wars, they talk about... They they talk about in A New Hope how how they get the Death Star plans and what happened. Right. Well, maybe people don't remember, but... Uh, so the Rebels want Jin to find Saw, and then they're like, if you help us find him, then you'll be free. So then we get Cassian, who's played by Diego Luna, He's, um, they're going to, they're going somewhere. I don't, there's, there's so many places they go to. I I, like, I lost track. So I just don't even, they went somewhere else. And the, he's basically told like kill Galen, which is Jin's father who she hasn't seen in like 15 years. Um, so they, so they're going to Geta, sorry, Geta. Getta. So they do arrive at Geta. So they have like Cassians in their Jin, the robot, um, I don't think the other guy was there yet. Oh, yeah. No. So he, this is where we meet him. Who's my favorite character? Um, so they arrive at Gale, Geta. And so Cassian, like, scouts the area. And Jin is approached by Churret, I think. It's played by Donnie Yen. And he's a blind warrior. And he's the best part of the movie. 100%. So he notices her necklace. So he knows. He's got some. He's got some scoop. He, he knows what's going on. Um and then they're all captured by Saw. And then when they get into the holding cells, they the pilot, Bodhi, is in the, also in the holding cell. So this is how, like, the team comes together. I know I'm not doing a great job explaining it, but it's Star Wars. I don't know. There's a lot of action and pew, pew, you know, stuff. 
So that was really good. That was actually really good because <laughs> that's, that's that's what the bad guy that's what the bad guy guns sound like. Yeah, like every room. Yeah. So, anyways, they all. This is how the little the little group is formed. Okay. Um. So yeah, then they meet Jody J- or Bodhi. So Jin talks to Saw. They have some like they have some like trauma because she's like, "Why did you abandon me?" And he's just like. Whatever. So they have some stuff they have to work out. But then he ends up showing her this hologram from her father and he explains everything. And he's like, you know, I had to do this and he doesn't want to, but he had no choice. So but he's made a fail safe. So there's like, of course, if you just do this one thing, there's a there's a big hole that could destroy the Death Star. So he's like, this is what you have to do. So um and then at this time, all this bad stuff is happening. Like that, you see the bad guys a lot. I just didn't really want to talk about them because they're just like, they're just up there in their black tiled, you know, spaceships all marching around, all serious, right? So the Death Star then attacks Jeddah, where everybody is, like where this little group is, and they all make it out except one. But I'm not going to say who. Um, and then they head to Edu. Edu. It's like the beachy planet, right? <gasps> It's my favorite. That planet looks so fun. Except for all the shooting and stuff. Yeah, but except for the people that get massacred. Yeah, like except for that part, but it's like palm trees. It, it looks, looks nice. It's so pretty. Uh, so they had there where... Um, oh, no, they haven't. They're not there yet. Sorry. Edu is where Galen is, where her dad. So they're, it's like this rocky, rainy... It's like a coal miner, or it's like a mining place. It's like rainy. And he was told... Um, I feel like I missed like a whole part. Anyways, I remember it. So um, he, uh, the Cassian was told like Diego Luna was told like shoot him, like kill Galen by the rebels. And because they, it's just hard. They don't know if he's good or bad, right? Like he's, he's made a death star to kill planets. So yeah, maybe kill the guy. Right. Um, So then, but Diego's kind of like, he, he, not that he likes Jen, Jin, but it's, he's, she's saying like he's not a bad guy like I have like I know how to fix it like he's not a bad guy so he's hidden in the little cor- in the shadows and he goes to take the shot to kill Galen because they're all outside and he doesn't do it and he's just you know just like he just then a whole bunch of stuff happens like a lot of fighting and pew pew again um then they had to Scarif Scarif mm-hmm. is it Scarif or Scarif believe it's scarf okay scarf and that is the nice planet that's the beachy palm trees beautiful um because that's where the death star plans are and so they're they're all in this mission so now they have like a whole you know they're a little band of people and they're none of them know each other i think it's so fun uh the blind guy's there too i love him and if i didn't say that uh so this mission though was not approved by the rebellion like she said i can get the plans and they were like no so then this little group decided to go together and then some other people kind of joined in so there was only like 15 of them or something at first um so then this is where we hear oh call sign's gonna be rogue one and then I just turned the movie off because yeah. it was done. You don't need to. You don't need to know what happens at the end. Done. No. So then they, um, Bodhi uses his old passwords to get like past the force fields, and then Jin and Cassian enter the data storage with the help of the robot. Um, there's. It's just a lot of action after that. Like they're trying to do this. They need to do something. They need to get it to attack. First, they need to get it. This little disc and then the disc has to go to a tower so it's just a, a lot of like actiony you know we're we're jumping around we're running here people are catching us people are shooting at us so and then on the ground the rebels are all it's all fighting down there and then there's people in the sky and sometimes maybe people in the sky come and help i don't know okay and maybe there's a cameo from a few people maybe darth vader i don't know maybe princess leia maybe Maybe. Anyways, maybe. Also, isn't um, isn't there another face thing? Isn't General Tarkin in this? Yes. With his de-aged face. Yes, yes, he's in it quite a bit actually, from what I remember. Yeah, so it was good. I love this movie. It's sad though. It's sad when like going into like when I went to go see this movie like. I, I'm not even trying to say it to be like you when you know plots. Like you knew what was going to happen. You know what had to happen to get the plans. Yeah. So like, 
I don't know. I guess I went into it just kind of like knowing the fate of the characters, but it's more of like how do how yeah how do they go on their journey? How do they I make love, this happen? I love people that are like I will sacrifice myself for the good of the people. It's really admirable. I don't yeah I don't know many people that would do that, but um it's a it's a really good movie. I really enjoy it. Like I don't know what it is about it. I just really I think I enjoy like the kind of misfitty group and the. You know, there's not, there's not usually a solid plan. It's just like a, we're going to go do this, but it's not like, well, like how it's just like, that's just what we're going to do. And kind of like an eighties movie. Like, yeah. Like, it's just kind of like, I don't know. We're just going to do it. Like what? Okay. So anyways, I really like it. We'll see how much. That we will. We'll I don't have mine in order, so I can put mine down just so you know. Okay. Oh, maybe I. That's not where it says one, two, three. It's just telling me which one it is. Not that I'm picking them in that order. Okay. Because I can't remember which Force Awakens is, is before last year. Like, I can't remember that stuff. That's fair. So I had to, like, write it down. I know the other ones, though. A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Those ones I know. Do you know the order. other three? God, no. It's uh, okay. I'm not picking any of them anyway, so. I'm just uh, let us get into our Star Wars draft. Seven picks each. Okay. I have about 18 on my board. Gosh. Okay. I know. I told Jack. I'm like, but originally it was 10. I was like, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> you could call me buddy. Did we have I'm this before conversation before? <laughs> that I don't like strangers calling me buddy. Yeah. We just did at the beginning of this episode. Oh, it was, the be- it was while we were recording? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, I haven't decided what I'm doing yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you closing your eyes? I'm so scared. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. I won. You get the first pick. I actually don't. I didn't want to win, though. Do you want me to go first? I think it's. Are like you going to defer? It's gonna, It's too stressful for me. I am going to defer. Okay. So I so I lost, but I picked first. Yes. Okay. I just, um, <laughs> that, was so that was one of the biggest power moves I've ever seen to win <laughs> and give up the first pick. I'm stressed. I don't know. I don't know what to pick. Like, I don't even know because I guess it's like, I don't know what you're going to pick. I know the, th- I know the few I do want. I don't have as many probably as you do. Like if you have cartoony ones, you save those to the end. Cause I don't know, have any of them. Do you know what I mean? Like anything like bad batch or I don't know if you have any of those, don't even worry about taking them. Cause I don't even have them written down cause I didn't watch any of them. So I'm not attached to them. Right. That's fair. Um, actually, no, I'm going to take it. Okay. I'm going to take it because I would like return of the Jedi. I'm going to take Return of the Jedi because I think for me, um, I think as a kid, it has the most nostalgia for me because I love the little Ewoks and I, you know, the ending is satisfying and it kind of wraps up the story and there's like love and I don't know. I like that one. Kissing your sister. Yeah. I don't know if it's in that one. I don't think it. They talk about kissing your sister. Yeah. They've already kissed. So they talk about, ah, isn't that weird that we kissed? Yeah. It was weird. (laughs) I don't think we're supposed to do that. So yeah. No. Okay. Sorry I did that to you. That was okay. It it threw me for a loop. But there's there's two things I really want. um, And I, I get at least one of them. Okay. So with my first pick, I will take the greatest Star Wars movie of all time. And that is The Empire Strikes Back. Here you go middle movie of the original trilogy i mean i think there's a theme that i love this is one of my top three or four movies of all time when we did that list um i just think for every story every kind of superhero star wars this kind of world it's always the same ending it's always oh we did it at the end but similar and i think of empire strikes back and infinity war as not the same movie but in the similar way of like that you can lose. Yeah, yeah. In this world, you can lose. And obviously, has the greatest reveal of all time. Yeah, yeah. Luke, I, or no. No. Nope. I am your father. I think I need to rewatch it, though. I've said it before, because I feel like I don't have that same nostalgia for it that you do. Like, I just don't. The only thing I remember is those walking things. The When they're in the snow planet. Yeah, like I don't really. That's also in Return of the Jedi too, when they're in the forest. Right, when those like, 
That's in Rogue One too. The the ATSTs is out there. ATST is the smaller one, and then ATAT is like the big one. Wow, look at you! I watch Star Wars. Yeah, you're smart. Um, only because I'm scared. I don't know what you're planning and what your theories are. I think I think we're gonna be okay after two picks. Okay, well, I'm gonna take Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, interesting. That is not what I thought you were gonna take. Oh, okay. Um, I really enjoyed that series and um he's probably my favorite character in star wars so i just kind of want that one i know i think i know what you're gonna pick and that's fine because i i knew going into it like okay these are what he probably needs but i still have to be true to what i want and not take it just out of spite yeah like i don't want to be like that i want to be like this is what i truly would pick if these you know if i got to do this so which you do get to do this i <laughs> We're doing, do. it. We're doing it right now. Like right at this moment. That's so crazy. Uh, oh, let's see that. With my second pick, um, I just did a whole review of the third season. I will take The Mandalorian. I think I rewatched it before the third season started. And I think that first season might be one of the best tele- pe- television yeah. seasons ever, period. Yeah. Not just Star Wars. It was such a fun, unique story to move away from the Jedi, even though they kind of they they sprinkle them in a little bit but it's just this kind of it's like a western yeah it's like and it's that just, one episode two where we meet um oshaka osaka what is naomi it? naomi osaka <laughs> stop ahsoka ahsoka yes very very good episode Soka. there's an h h after the a i'm just doing it phonetically oh ahsoka ahsoka so yeah, Mandalorian. I might have spelt it wrong on my sheet, but I got my top two, so I am I'm already pretty happy. Okay. Um see this is actually where I feel like it almost gets harder because um can you just remind me really quickly? Yep. In the okay, Force Awakens, I'm fine. I remember that one because that's where we first meet Daisy Ridley and mm-hmm. um uh, Ray. Right, yeah. Right. I thought you were trying to think of the other people. No, I know I know Oscar. Don't worry. Um, in The Last Jedi, that is is that the one with Mark Hamill or no? He, well, he is at the at end. At the very end he's sitting on the mountain thing. Or is that Now you got me confused. Yeah. I think that's the end of The Force Awakens. Is he sitting on the rock? But I think in The Last Jedi Maybe not. Wow. Now I don't remember. Oh, okay. No, I think he's in the he's in the last Jedi. Like he's in majority of the movie. And in the Rise of Skywalker, is that where they're on that ship in the water and the water's going all over yeah. them? Okay, that's the one I want. I want the Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Because it's also that's where you get your again reveal, right? Mm-hmm. Um of you know, just who everybody is. Who are you? Yeah, so that's I think I'm going to take that one. I don't know. Um, even though this movie made me cry as a very young child, rewatching it again and again, it saves, it saves the, wow, your face does not look too happy. Are you, I don't even know which one, if you're going to say the one I think, I'm like, oof. I will be taking Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Wow. Which includes the greatest, like, undisputed greatest lightsaber battle ever. The heartbreaking story of Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader and is that the one where they have the doubles the double one is that what you mean they have the double lightsaber what double lights like it comes out each end like darth maul yeah no that's the phantom menace oh okay so this is the the third of the it's weird to say i know it's not the original it is the in terms of the star wars timeline it's the original trilogy but it's the middle trilogy release i know actually it's not that confusing you just flip the first flipping them yeah um but Hayden Christensen just never really did anything else besides Star Wars because he was just so good at being Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And just, yeah, the heartbreak of that, the betrayal, Order 66. I just, like, can't believe out of all the Star Wars that you would pick that one. Like, just, like, it blows my mind out of all, like, A New Hope and then all the new ones. And, like, you really like it. I thought it was, like, so disturbing. You guys were hysterical in the theater. Because I was, like, five years old. I know. That was a really bad call, eh? But I just, I loved, I loved Star Wars. And but watching, you, when it, you watching watch, it now. When you watch all the Star Wars, like, none of them were that traumatized. Like, that is the most traumatizing one. Him, like, on 
you know? Yeah. You, you could... <laughs> it's so awful. It also has probably the most memes, and I love that because there's um, there's Eye of the High Ground. Um, Obi-Wan jumps in front of General Grievous, and he just goes, hello there, <laughs> which then became a meme, became such a meme that at the end of the Obi-Wan show, he said it to Luke. <laughs> like, that's how much it matters, it that infected, line. It yeah. Hello there. Hello there. So yeah, Revenge of the Sith uh, saved the uh, saved that trilogy. Wow. Okay. Amazing. Um, like, can I just ask you a quick like question? You can. Yep. You can ask uh, me all the how, questions. How far down do you have? Do you have Rogue One on your yes, list? Yes, it's absolutely on my list. Okay. And I I would say because I did it in order, I will tell you that it's coming up. Okay. I won't tell you how soon, but it is coming up. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. I'm gonna take a new hope. Star Wars: A New Hope. Uh, which may be risky if you take Rogue One, but that's fine because I feel like with A New Hope. This is where the whole thing starts, right? Where people fall in love with it, where people hear the music, where people, where we learn, where we get to meet Luke Skywalker, where, you know, get to meet Obi-Wan for a little bit. Um, You know, like, it's just like, it's the start of, although it is technically the fourth movie, it is the first one we all got to see. It's, it's bringing everyone back to 1977. Yeah. So, and you can't hear that and not think of like Star Wars, like you couldn't hear the you know that theme song and it was just so and and you know what you could watch it now it still holds up like that is pretty impressive that a movie done in the 70s so you're talking like whatever not 50 years ago but almost 50 years ago and it still holds up with with the cgi or whatever right like they have digitally enhanced some stuff since yeah but pretty close to what it was when it came out yeah it's pretty great um i will offer you a trade right now because my next movie is rogue one my next option if you want to give me a new hope and you want rogue one i will make that swap if not i will i will take rogue one no i think i'm gonna keep a new hope all right then i will take rogue one a star wars story which i think is such a cool way to call it if it's not star wars rogue one yeah it's just a star wars story yeah Um, i agree again we will you just talked about it in detail i would say again going into it you know what happens, especially it's cool to A New Hope then to Rogue One. Like, it is just the movie, Rogue One, I don't think it ends, but it pretty much walks you directly into, like, if you're watching these movies in order and you watch Rogue One and watch Rogue One yeah, and then A New Hope immediately after, yeah, it glides so, trans- it transitions so smoothly from movies that are made... 40 years apart Part. it's pretty incredible it's pretty special that's for sure a very devastating story but a necessary one for the world of star wars yeah it was pretty sad um i'm gonna go a little off book here and i'm gonna pick something that's not out because i really want this one okay but i'm gonna do ahsoka because i'm really looking forward to it i love rosario dawson's character um, that was my favorite episode when Mandalorian was with her in that village. Um, it was just, I just, I'm excited about this one. And I, you know, I know I get all weird feminist, feministy and stuff, but I love that it is a female driven like hero. Like, I think we just, you know, need a few more of those. So I'm going to take Osaka, but it's Osaka. Um, it is funny to take it because it's not out yet. Yeah, you never so know. I'm risking it. Yeah. But well, I'm okay with that. I think from the character she was, like she goes back to the Clone Wars, both the movie and the show, there was so much development that once she left, what, once her story was done in that world, they brought her back as the Jedi, even though technically isn't a Jedi. Like yeah. in the Star Wars world, she, I don't believe, I think she kind of like renounced being a Jedi, but yeah. is, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what what she's been doing because it is a story that they kind of created after the original trilogy but never like um never got to expand on it yeah so i think that's that's a great opportunity i'm glad she's i'm glad she's doing it because it did kind of feel like one of those like 
John Krasinski as Reed Richards, like the Fantastic Four, like it kind of felt like a one-time thing. So I'm glad they're giving, giving this, giving her story space to breathe because again, it's going to bridge another gap of like, okay, what was she doing in this huge gap of time between the Clone Wars and after the Empire fell? Yeah, for sure. Or yeah, in that time. Yeah. Um, okay, so since I could wait for my animated stuff, um, I will go with The Force Awakens. Okay. Uh, the first of the sequel trilogy, which apparently there is another trilogy in the works with Daisy Ridley coming back oh, as yeah? Rey. Wow. Rebuilding the Jedi Temple. Um, it just came out with such a bang. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, and I think that to me is what kind of, not ruined the other two movies, because I think they're fine and everyone overreacts and hates Disney, but... This one just kind of felt like a new hope again. Yeah. It just brought back this nostalgia. I remember being in the theater and like genuinely tearing up because this this was my A New Hope. Cause yeah. I wasn't alive in 1977 no. to watch it. And I was too young when the late 90s, early 2000s movies came out. So for me, this was like, this was my chance to have the Star Wars universe. And you have Oscar Isaac, who is hilarious. And you get to meet him by him being like, uh yeah, I wanna like I wanna talk to this guy. Okay, is he is he listening? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Do you talk first? I talk first. <laughs> like it's just as or maybe I'm mixing up the two movies. Yeah, but yeah. I think he does the you talk first, I talk first. Yeah. You obviously introduced Kylo Ren and Adam Driver, and he is incredible in that role and He's his obsession s- with Darth Vader. Yeah. A great protagonist in Ray, who again just gets overhated because people wanted uh Finn or John Boyega to be the force user which i i think to an extent he is just not to her level yeah and just really fun movie um i'm pretty sure there's the a pretty big death in it but other than that i think so too i think it's pretty sure it's that one i'm pretty sure in the all wow i didn't even think about it all three of them have like a very significant character die yeah to different extents right this one was the most devastating yeah oh devastating and it's incredible that you can have that and still feel empathy for the person who does it like later like they do such a good job of setting up the story and you're just like shocked that this would happen and yet you still when I don't know you're still almost rooting for the person still I don't know it's like a funny thing it's a weird thing because normally I'd be like no you are bad none nothing for you um <laughs> I want to take solo. Everybody hated it. I liked it. Um I'm going to take the last Jedi. So I liked the series. Like I liked the 3. Um like you just said, like great characters and you know, you get a little Luke Skywalker in there and that's pretty significant and just watching more of like Ray's I was supposed to say Daisy Ridley but it's just Ray's journey and we just get more of that and so yeah I'm gonna take Last Jedi I think my biggest thing with it is just the inconsistency between the three movies that not that they have to be the same movie every time but it just felt like because it went from J.J. Abrams did the first one that Ryan Johnson did the middle one and then J.J. Abrams did the third one because of the backlash from the second one I just felt like if they worked together yeah. to make these three movies, it would have turned out a lot better. And right. people have seen like first draft scripts where the movies, all three, or not all three of them, it's more the second second and third one, just seem a lot better. Yeah. If they went with those, those scripts before. It is funny to me that people aren't more collaborative, but I feel like it just becomes an ego thing, right? Of just like, I'm doing Star I'm Wars. I'm doing it and it's going to be my way and this is my vision. And instead being pretty open-minded, you could really come up with some pretty magical things on the screen for, for fans, right? And that's what it's supposed to be about. It's for the fans. This is, this is not a hard one. Um, again, I, I don't have to take an animated one, but now I'm stuck between a movie that I know you won't take and a show that you might take is where I'm, is where I'm at. Right. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Boba Fett. Okay. Even though the biggest problem with it is that it kind of panicked at the end and went, uh, I don't know. It's the Mandalorian. Like they just kind of bring him back and make him the main character of the show at the end. Yeah. Besides that though, it's really fun. Like they tried to make it different of exploring the underworld and there's still 
uh, not Jabba the Hutt, but there still are huts involved. And it's is that the one with the train that goes by, or is that a different show? Do you remember that one in the sand, and there was a train? That might have been that. Okay, I feel like it was both of that. Uh, they also get to see be- because once you find out in the Mandalorian that Boba Fett's alive, the big again Star Wars question of like. He falls into the Sarlacc pit and Return of the Jedi. How does he get out of it? And I'm pretty sure that's how the show starts mm-hmm. is showing how he got out of this literal pit monster. Yeah, yeah. And it is just so gross and claustrophobic. And then, yeah, the end was just kind of like, I don't know. It's the Mandalorian. He'll just come back. Yeah, and, yeah. And it, it was still a good ending and still a good show. But it felt like they kind of did. I think it was seven. It was probably seven or eight episodes, and they were like, "All right, we got five of them." Mm-hmm. And then by the sixth episode, it was literally just like, I don't know, Mandalorian two and a half or one and a half. <laughs> right, I don't remember right. when it exactly took place. It just, it was still, it was still good enough. Yeah, cool. Uh, for my last pick, I'm gonna take Andor because I'm not fully done it yet, but I'm enjoying it, and it's good. It's good Star Wars. It's what. What are wh- how many episodes do we watch? Three, four, three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. I think Andor is what Boba Fett wanted wanted to be. Yeah. Where it's almost kind of like spy Star Wars, which I love. I love spy stuff, except for that new show. Um, with my last pick, um, I just know I have to take something from the Clone Wars you time. Don't have to. You can do whatever you want. For me, though, just because that's what. I think Attack of the Clones gets overhated, and I think the movie was fine, but I'll take the Clone Wars show because it just elevated Star Wars and elevated that time uh, during the Clone Wars. Right. Because people didn't like the movies as much. I I will say my next pick would have been Attack of the Clones. Yeah. But the Clone Wars uh, had seven seasons, and it kind of... It got to the end where it was kind of like, okay, you have to, we're going to tell you when this is happening. Like there's episodes where it's before Order 66 and uh. after Order 66 and kind of leads you, it it dances around Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah, right. Dad watched that, eh? I'm sure he did, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, because I wanted to watch Bad Batch, but then he's like, you have to finish Clone Wars or oh, else okay. Bad Batch won't make sense. Right, right which I've like started and stopped it a few times. Not that I did like it, because when Clone Wars first came out, we watched it together. Yeah, yeah. We watched probably the first two or three seasons. Okay. And then then I fell off of it. And then once it came back to Disney, he watched it and told me to watch it. Right, right. I don't know. And then there's also, like, you made me want... Not made me, but I watched, like, the first episode of Parks and Rec yesterday. And? And it was... Oh, it's really funny. It's just... So funny. Like, Amy Poehler kind of seems like... She, not that she's doing Michael Scott, but, like, it's Well, similar it's definitely character. a similar version. I mean, it's the same people, but... It, no, sorry, it's not the same people. Um, It was funny yesterday because you and I were here. No one else was home. But there's so many shows we all watched together or, like, we couldn't... There was nothing we could watch. We just, like, we're going to sit here and stare at a blank TV because... There wasn't anything we could watch because there was somebody missing to watch it with. So I was like, hey, Parks and Rec, let's watch an episode. So got him to watch it finally. Been waiting for that one. Uh, so the other, so Attack of the Clones, I want to shout out the Clone Wars. Again, the Phantom Menace was on my list. The first one? Yeah. I do like that one, I would say. Yeah, because when he has his little racer and stuff, it's pretty cute. Yeah. Um, you know, sorry, can I just say what I didn't like about it is the age gap with the Natalie Portman and him. Like, I just didn't believe it. He seemed like a little kid. Like, and she's like a teenager. Yeah, but she, yeah, but she seemed like, I don't know. Just, I think the casting was funny. Like they should have got a younger Natalie Portman. And then when Hayden Christensen was there, then Natalie Portman could have been there. You know what I mean? Yeah. He kind of just like outgrows her in the span of a movie. Yeah. He's just kind of, I don't know. It's just weird. Um, so yeah. Bad Batch I haven't watched. And there's also Rebels, which mm-hmm. is, it's, I think it's after Return of the Jedi. I think it's in that space between the, the two, the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. Uh, and then another one upcoming, uh, Lando. Right. Which Donald Glover is returning as Lando Calrissian. And yeah. I think that, again, it's an opportunity to tell a unique Star Wars story where it's not Jedis and blasters everywhere. It's kind of like this... Death Star, like we can just kind of get away from like yeah, that, let's, right? Let's tell some like fun, like this guy's a gambler, and like how does he get this reputation that he's had forever? Yeah, yeah, 
for sure. It'll be fun. And uh, who plays? I can't remember who plays the original now. Lando, the original trilogy. Well, I don't know his name, but yeah. I feel like it. I've always wanted. I know it's not Carl Weathers, but in my mind, I want to. I'm gonna look it up very quickly. Okay, well, I'll tell them what's happening next week. So next week we, I'm Billy watching... D. Williams. That's oh, it. Okay, I'm doing Bo Burnham, uh, and you are doing the Dave Chappelle. We're doing stand up comedies, and we're gonna do top ten stand up comedy shows, which should be fun because I've watched. I don't even know if I've watched ten, but I'll figure it out. You can get there. Chelsea Handler. Oh yeah, yeah. Amy Schumer. People on people on stage telling jokes. Stand up comedy show. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, that's next week. Perfect. Okay, so you got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.